Welcome to Fresno's Best Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Maddox. Today we have Jason Castro on the show. Jason Castro is the Consul General for the Consulate for El Salvador in Fresno. The consulate is located on Blackstone, right around the corner from Sprouts. Their new building was just recently finished, and I invited Jason on to ask him a series of questions about the consulate, but also about El Salvador and a lot of other interesting topics related to Central America. I know you'll learn a lot from this podcast and gain a lot of perspective from him. Please enjoy our conversation, and Baker will take us there. Left in the U.S., Fresno's best. Fresno's best. Where do you like to eat in Fresno? Well, I was thinking that maybe I like the, the, the classic breakfast, the American food breakfast, pancakes, bacon, omelets. For some reason, I really love that, that, that flavor. I'm not, I, I, I know it's not healthy <laughs> if you do it every day, you know, but once a week or once every two week, I, I love to go to IHOP, for example. Maybe for an American, it's just, okay, it's IHOP is just whatever. But for me, it's just like a, a good a comfort food for the weekends, you know. It's very different from, from our food in El Salvador. Our food is, you know, beans, eggs, uh, pupusas. We have a, a dish with uh, cheese and, and, and pork. We, have, we, we, we eat a lot of cheese. And so for us, having this American breakfast is like a luxury <laughs> in, in our country. And for me, it's just very good. So basically that, and also I like, you know, a good barbecue. I've seen a lot of places here. I don't have a, a preference for barbecue here in Fresno, but you know, when they have a brisket, they have a tri-tip, they have a, this Texas style food. So that, that is the one I like. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you about El Salvadorian food for a second, just because I... I lived in kind of the mission part of San Francisco for a little while, and there's a bunch of pupusarias around near where I lived, and so I'd eat a lot of them. I don't eat as much of the Salvadorian food now that I live in the Fresno area. Are there good El Salvadorian restaurants you'd recommend in the area? There was there was one, Blackstone, and I think, I don't remember the other street, but in the middle of Fresno. <laughs> but it, 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 closed, it closed maybe two months ago, but if I want to, to have a you know, very good pupusas. Like I go to Mendota. You know, Mendota is full of Salvadorans. Uh, I think they have more Salvadorans than Mexicans, which is like an oddity in this area of, in California. Most of the people, the, the foreigners are Mexican, but in Mendota they have the, the, the majority are Salvadorans. So they have uh, plenty of pupuserias, plenty of demand of pupusas. So I go there. It's just 40 minutes away from Fresno. Okay. I have a pupusa question then. So how do you judge a good pupusa? Oh, okay. For me, it would be the, the quality of the cheese. Because uh, in, in, in the U.S., you can use mozzarella. And the taste is like, a, you know, kind of like a pizza flavor, you know. But we use a different type of cheese. Uh, we, we made it I mean, in El Salvador, just for the pupusas. It, we call it like a little cheese. Because I don't know the, the reason they got a little cheese, but it's like a sticky, very sticky. And we use it just for the pupusas. 
And also, if you want to have like a, like a good a good pupusa, you 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 don't do it in in a in a fry pan. Or you do it in a comal, mm. you know, with the, the you know the, the the typical comal. Because in the in the comal, you don't use oil or, or other things. You just put the the pupusa on top, and uh, it doesn't stick. And uh, it is like for me, it is the best flavor. It's like when when you do the uh, the meat in in the fry pan and you do it in in, in the charcoal, the flavor is different. I mean, you cook it the, the same way, uh, quote unquote, but the flavor is different because of the the way you cook it. So that would be the best the best pupusas in 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 a, in a comal with good cheese, and of course Salvadorans or Honduran people doing the, the pupusas. Yeah. Do we have good masa here? Are you able to get good masa for Because I know that's a key part of a good pupusa is the quality of the masa, right? We, it, it is the same. It would be the, we use the same. Most of the pupuserias in, in El Salvador, we buy the, 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 the masa from Mexico. So, okay. the, so the, the so, flavor is so the same. Similar, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. It's been a while since I've had a good one, so I think I need to go to Mendota and get some good pupusas. It's, it has been a minute. Let's. I want to start with some basics with you to, to kind of define some things for people. And this was something that I didn't totally grasp myself. Kind of the differences between an embassy and a consulate and different government buildings. So, first question is really simple. What is a consulate, and what role does it serve in a community? Okay, a consulate is an office, a government office from, in, the, in this case, the Salvadoran uh, uh, government, looking to help the Salvadoran community abroad or, or, or in a specific area. Could be a, a, an area, a specific area inside a country or, or could be an area along uh, different countries. For example, in Africa, we don't have any Salvadorans, so we have only one consulate. The consulate is overseeing several countries because maybe there are only 20 Salvadorans in some countries in Africa, so we don't need uh, a consulate in each one. So we can oversee a, 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 big, a big area or we can oversee a small area, but uh, with plenty of Salvadorans. A good example is LA. In LA, we have uh, maybe almost a million Salvadorans in the LA area. So the consulate uh, in LA is the biggest one we have in the world because uh, the, we have plenty of Salvadorans there. Uh, but the area is very small. They all, they just oversee LA. But uh, we have another uh, consulate in, uh, let's say, uh, Omaha. So the, the consulate in Omaha is overseeing a lot of area. So, but maybe they will have enough uh, that many Salvadorans in, the, in that area. So we we try to help the community with uh, giving them documents, Salvadoran documents, especially passports. The passport is the most important document for them because that is the first step for them to to open a bank account, to apply for insurance, to apply for other other things uh, in the American system. So uh, they need the, the passport, and also we have another document we call it DUI. Non, it, it's, it's not related to, to driving and drinking. It's just a uh, documento único de identidad. Is uh, the unique document of uh, identification. So uh, it's the only document we, we use for uh, ID in the banks, for voting, for the IRS, for everything. So they can also get it in the, in the consulate. So with those two documents, they can open the bank account. They can apply for uh, a license, a driver's license, uh, insurance, and uh, because those, those are two photo IDs 
that they require. So we provide those two documents and we provide other type of documents. And they need to not say, register a birth. They have a child or a daughter uh, or a boy so that they can register uh, in the consulate if it is born in the US. So as long as one of the parents the parents is Salvadoran, uh, the kid is also Salvadoran. So they can register the, 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 the baby or the kid as Salvadoran. And if you are married also in the US, you can register your, your, your marriage in El Salvador. So you're also married, your marriage is valid in El Salvador. So, and also we, it, it depends on the area we cover, but uh, for example, here we don't do much of immigration issues, but the consulates in, for example, El Paso, McAllen, San Diego, they, they take care of these issues because you know the, the, the issue at the border. So they don't they don't do much of the passport things, document things, they just help with the with the uh, this this migrant situations in, in, at the border. So but here in the, in Fresno, we take care mostly of uh, people already living here and trying to get documents, trying to get information about legal status or try to solve some issues back in our country. We can provide some documents so they can send a, a power of attorney from here to our country. They can take care of issues with the bank, with the IRS, with other, other things. So it's a, it's a broad thing we do. And there is a difference between the consulate because we take care of consular issues, which those are explained. The embassy is different. The embassy is the, the representation of the, the political uh, branch of the government in front of another government. So that's why all of the embassies are in Washington, D.C., because the White House is in Washington, D.C. The same, in, for example, in China, most of, all the embassies are in Beijing because uh, that is the, the, the capital of China. And also the embassies in Paris or London, so that is a different. And then you open a consulate in a different area. So you, 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 you take care of your population in, in other areas in, in the country. Okay. So that is the, the, that is the difference between a consulate and a, an embassy. Okay, that makes sense. What relationship does a consulate have in the city that it's in with the local government? Yes, we try to get involved with the local government because uh, we need to understand the political situation going on in, in the city or in the, the state or the, the country itself. In this case, it would be Fresno, where we need the, the counties of Fresno, Madera, Kern, and other counties we, we oversee here in, in California, in the Central Valley. So we need to have contact with the, with the local government, with the police department, with, uh, for example, child services, because uh, sometimes we have immigrants, children, they don't have you know, support from an, a guardian or the parents, they are by themselves. So they get in trouble or, 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 or something and uh, they, they are sent to child services. And then they, they need to contact the consulate because that, that, that way we can help them going back to the country or contacting their parents. So if, if we don't have a consulate here or the, the government you know, the, the, the bigger government here in Fresno, they don't know there is a Salvadoran consulate, so they might get mistaken and maybe contact the consulate in LA, which is bigger, but uh, they don't take care of this area, they don't know this area, or they try to contact another uh, consulate in San Francisco, for example. So that, that, is, that is the way we try to get involved with the, 
with city hall, with the police, with the child services, with the Department of Labor, because also because of this area in the Central Valley, there have been several issues of, uh, you know, because they work in the fields, they don't get paid uh, enough or, or what is legally, the legal amount, the, the basic legal amount, like $15, they get paid less because they don't have uh, legal documents, they don't have a visa, they don't have a work permit. So here in California, it is illegal, it is very legal to do that. So even though they don't have uh, documents, they can prosecute the, the, the employers not paying the, the fair amount. So we can help all these people, the Salvadorans, trying to get help because they've been abused or they're being paid the, the right amount. So, but we can only do it if we have contact with the uh, government branches uh, in charge of those uh, issues. Because by ourselves, we don't, we don't know. Because one, one thing of the consulates and the embassies, and we cannot, let, let's say, we, we just can follow the process of the, the American law. I mean, you have your law here, your law here, we have to respect it. We cannot interfere. So you do, you do what you have to do in, in, in the judicial process, in the government, we cannot interfere. We can help. We can provide information about the person, about uh, whatever documents they need, but we're not, we cannot interfere. We cannot, it's not like in the movies that a consul can go to, the, to Fresno PD and say, okay, release this person. No, that is impossible. So we don't do that. So we can, we can go to, the, to Fresno PD and say, okay, we, we, we want to see this person. We can talk to them. We, we, they can explain uh, all the situation. Maybe he, he had some issues, I mean, human rights issues, then he was mistreated. So in those cases, we can help. But we need to follow the, the, the law of the land, you know, the law of, of this country. The same if we are in another country, in Mexico, we need to follow the Mexican law and, and, and so on. So also the, the American diplomats in our country, they need to follow our law. So if there is an issue, they, they need to resolve all the issues in, within our uh, judicial system. They cannot just go uh, to, again to the police and say, release this person. No. There is a process and we need to respect it. So that is one of the things we do as, as diplomats abroad. So we need to respect all the processes. We cannot interfere. We are here, we are here to help and provide, uh, you know, try to get the best case, case scenario for our people, but not interfering. I mean, we, that, is, that is completely forbidden for us. Okay. So you also provide services, though, for Americans in relationship to El Salvador. So that's either business information and things like that. Can you speak to some of those services and your relationship with residents in the United States vis-a-vis -vis El Salvador? Yes. Well, in, in here in America, because all the Americans are visa exempt for our country. So basically, you don't need a visa. If you're an American, you don't need a visa. It's a different case if you are, if you are a, you know, a, a person from a third country living here. And then in some cases, you need a visa to travel to our country. It's just uh, maybe like 30 countries around the world. So in all this time, I've been here almost one year. I've, I've just issued one visa all this time. So uh, just for, a, I think it was a, a Chinese lady. So that is... That is the, the only time, but it's, it's not like a service here in the U.S. That like they, they, the demand is not very high here, but we, we, we provide visas. We have, a, you know, like all the, all the consulates, we have a process where you can apply for the visa. 
there is a there is a fee, there is a time, and we you, you have to present all the documents and we issue the visa. And also, if you want to invest in our country, uh, we usually go to maybe not in Fresno, but in other cities, in the consulate, they go to to business meetings or business fairs. So so we, we can get involved with the people trying to invest abroad because foreign investment for our countries is very important because maybe maybe you don't you don't know but we use the the our currency is the US dollar mm-hmm. we don't have a a known currency since 2001 so for us bringing US dollars is very important uh, bringing the foreign foreign investment is very important and for all the countries but especially for us because we we cannot print our money we need to bring the the, the US dollars from somewhere uh, some some cases are that uh, the Salvadorans living here are sending money back to our country. Other other source of the this uh, money is uh, foreign investment, and other source is just uh, loans. You know the country is, is is making loans to from the FMA or or the World Bank or other or, or or the U.S. government, so we can can have U.S. dollars. So uh, that is something that we do. Those are mainly the services we do for the for American people here. And also, for example, they want to travel to El Salvador. They get they, they want to have some, you know, to, tourist information, to touristical information. We can provide that. Uh, at this point, the the the, the biggest uh, the destination for us are the, the beaches because uh, we we have beautiful beaches for for surf. So. I don't know how you call it in English, but it, it is like the, the World Cup of surfing. So we had that the, at the beginning of this year. So because of the, the waves are very good uh, for very, 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 you know, not not the highest waves, but the, the more consistent uh, waves. We, uh, so they, they did this World Cup in, in our country uh, this year and also uh, Another thing we will have this year is the Miss Universe. I think you call it. Miss Universe is, is going to be held in El Salvador at the end of this year. So there is small things we have for for touristical uh, purposes of to, to, uh, attractions. No? Yeah. So I think a lot of people, in part because of immigration patterns, are a lot more familiar with the history of Mexico and some key facts about Mexico culture, arts, those kinds of things, but maybe are a little bit less familiar with El Salvador. So are there some key things that you think would be important for people trying to understand more about El Salvador's history and culture for people to know? Yes, uh, maybe, well, I'm, I'm going to say this in the best, in, in the best uh, way possible, but uh, uh, when you talk about banana republics, you talk about uh, something similar to our country in the past. Uh, because in our history for, you know, centuries, we just, we didn't do bananas. That's, that was Honduras. We did a coffee. Coffee was the center of, of the economy so in El Salvador for, for two centuries. So there was the, the elite you know, owning everything about the coffee uh, plantations, and then 98% of the population just working for those uh, uh, coffee farms. That was, in our case, coffee, in other countries, uh, bananas, in other countries, sugar cane. So, but that was the history, you know, for, for centuries. 
So that caused that the the poverty in this region was very high because there was not investment. There there was no interest for education or for infrastructure or anything else. Just like if this is going to help coffee, we were going to do it. If not, we're not going to do it. And coffee was so important that the our life, I mean, I grew up in the 80s, 90s in my country. Even at, at that time, it was coffee was not that important at that time, but uh, it, it remained, you know, many, many traditions, many things we do, in, in, we did back in the day and, and we still do, uh, are related to coffee. For example, we have the, the school break. Uh, here, here in the U.S. is the summer. I don't know the reason, but I don't know, maybe you, can, you want to enjoy summer. But in our country, it's from uh, late October until the, the beginning of January. The reason of that break is because that is the time to pick coffee. You go to the farms and pick coffee. So they needed to have all the people, children included, to go to the, to the coffee farms to pick the coffee. So for me, it was, okay, why, why is that the other countries, they have the, the school break in, in July or August? In my country, it's October, November, December, and also almost three months, because those three months are the time you pick the coffee. So that now, I mean, it's still three months, but then now, I mean, we don't do that anymore. My, my, my grandparents did. So that is, that is one thing that maybe you don't know. Many people, many people don't know about El Salvador. It's a very small country. It's the smallest country in, in, in the Americas not including the islands in the Caribbean, those are smaller, but in the continent itself, we are the smallest country. We are the size roughly of Fresno, Tulare and Kern counties together. So very small, you know, you can fit my country in the Central Valley. It's very compact. We just uh, almost 8 million people, seven and a half million people in that, in the small country, plenty of volcanoes. We have a 20 volcanoes. So imagine in this small area, 20 volcanoes, lakes, coffee farms, and uh, small and cities. And, uh, you know, we are used to be, you know, very close to each other. So there's no, there's no a place in El Salvador you go and uh, you don't see a Salvadoran because here in the U.S. I can drive and not see anyone for, you know, uh, 30 minutes just driving and no one. Or you see the, the, the empty fields, that is impossible in my country. Every, every, in, in every place, there is someone doing something. So we are, we are used to, to being together in a very compact area, very compact country. Uh, what else? Well, in, in a different note, I'm sure you, you heard about the, the, the gangs, the gang problem. Yeah, actually, I, I will say this. My my wife actually did her dissertation on El Salvador on teachers, El Salvadorian teachers. And she, she did research on how they were able to continue teaching amidst kind of gang violence that was going on. So I'm somewhat familiar, but for the audience listening, if you could describe it. Yes, well, a, a brief history about the, the gangs. In the 80s, we had a civil war in the country. I, I, was, I was just a, a kid, a baby growing up in the 80s, but from 1979 to 1991, there was a civil war in, in our country. So horrible, horrible civil war. We, we did, 
in my case, I was living in the capital, so it was not as bad in the capital, but outside the capital, it was terrible. So many people flew the country to the US. Mexico was not an option because they, they had different problems, you know, that, that, that we know. But the, the safest place was the US, especially LA. LA was the, you know, the, the place to go when, when, when you try to, to flee the country because of the war. I mean, you, you, you lost everything in the war, so you cannot go back to your, to, to your town, to your city, so you flew to the US. So as, as many other people in the US, they encountered the gang uh, culture in, 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 in LA. So these, these kids or these people who fled the country in the 70s and 80s, the only way they could stand in this community was to form their own gang, the Salvadoran gang in LA. So that they, they, they created the MS-13 MS and the Salvatrucha. So uh, there was a violent gang as, as you know, the other gangs in, in LA. The, the, the problem was that they got, they, they put many of these gang members in jail. And when the, the war in, our, in my country was over in, in 1992, the US sent back all these people. So they just put them in planes and send them back to our country. So this was people, they, they couldn't speak Spanish. They didn't know anything about their country. I mean, they, they, their, their whole life was LA or, or the US. And then they are back to my country after you know being violent criminals and uh, they don't know anything else, just being in a gang. So it was like a, a petri dish for, for, for gang violence, because, you know, uh, just, just imagine a country without like a very strong judicial system because of the war, you know, we were finishing the war with the peace uh, accords in, in, in my country. We didn't have a, a good uh, national police. We had other issues. So we, we didn't, at the moment, we didn't see this as a big issue. But, uh, you know, because of the poverty, because of the, the, the weak government we had at the time. So this problem was growing and growing and growing. So when I was a teenager, I mean, it was out of control. In 1998, 99, and 2000, it was out of control. So they can do whatever they, they wanted. They, can, they could close a whole uh, blocks and you cannot go in uh, unless you pay something or, or, or even if you pay, you cannot go in because it is their territory. The police couldn't do anything. So it was like some kind of anarchy, let's say, in, in those areas. It was not the whole country, but parts of the country were like that. So at the time, we thought that it was an unsolvable problem because it was so huge. So many people involved with the gangs, you know. The police couldn't do anything. The military couldn't do anything. So, well, and, and now the, the solution, I mean, that is, for me, I think it's working, is that the, they, they involve the, the, the military and the police. They increase the budget for the military and police. And they are arresting everyone related to gangs. It's around 60,000 60, people so far arrested for, 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 for gang affiliations. And now the country is safer, less homicides, less, you know, less problems with the, with the gang-related issues. And uh, people are happy because of that. And, and people are happy with the president because he's doing that.
that for many Salvadorans, including myself, I thought it was impossible to solve it. I, I thought the country was going to burn itself, I mean, because it was so huge. Uh, so uh, now that, that this issue is, is getting in control of the government, so we have other issues, you know, the economy, uh, we need to stop the immigration. Now it's, it's way less because the, 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 the gangs are not a, a huge problem now, but still people, they see the U.S. as, as a solution for, 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 for a better life. <coughs> I'm sorry. So uh, I think that it, that is something that many people that, that don't, don't understand about their country is not that uh, the, this problem just, it was magical or because uh, we couldn't control. I mean, it was something, I mean, I'm not blaming the US because you do what the law was telling you to do. But that is something from the streets of LA. And then it grew out of control in my country because there was, you know, as, as I was telling you, it was a petri dish for, for violence because there was no control. There was no control because we, we just got out of war, of a civil war. So everyone was just trying to figure out what to do, you know, what to do with the economy, what to do with the infrastructure, what to do with the education, what to do with the health system because everything was broken. <coughs> so these, these gang members, they just went in and they, they gave a solution for, to, to, to young kids, you know, 14, 15 year old, they didn't have anything. The easy way to, to get money, the easy way to get respect was to join a gang. So it was, you know, it was the easy way. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's similar things going on in Fresno for sure. Not at the scale that you're describing, of course. I, I do want to talk about people in Fresno and perceptions around different groups. Sometimes, and this is inexcusable, people lump all people from Latin America together. Yes, I, I understand that. I mean, for for some people, it's easier to say that these are just Mexicans or these are just Latinos. And But each, each country, we have our, our, our own unique experience and our unique culture. Uh, of course, we are influenced by Mexico. Mexico is, is our, our neighbor. Uh, we've seen all the Mexican movies. The Mexican culture for us is very familiar. The Mexican food, everything is very familiar with Mexico. But for the Mexicans, we are not familiar. They, they don't know many things about El Salvador. They just, just see the small countries in Central America, Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua, Costa Rica. And okay, they, 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 don't, they don't understand, I think, very much about their countries, but we understand a lot about Mexico. So that, that is one of the difference. So we can, we don't mind blending with the Mexicans because I was, as I was telling you, we are familiar with the culture. We are familiar with the, the accent, you know, the, the way they say things, the food. So for us, it's just, it's very common to, to, to have Mexican friends. For me here, I have, I mean, I think all, all my friends are Mexicans, <laughs> not, 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 not Salvadorans for some reason, because in Fresno, there are not many Salvadorans, but there are plenty of Mexicans. So and I have plenty of Mexican friends and we understand each other very, very well because of that culture, because I understand all the jokes. I understand all the say, all the things they say, all the, you know, these, these phrases that they say. So for me, it's, 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 it's like that. So. 
I don't know if that was your that was your question, but yeah, I, I guess are there are there certain differences that would be helpful for people to understand for the El Salvadorian experience in America versus the Mexican experience in America? I believe that for Central Americans in general, it's harder to go to to, to come here to the U.S. because they they need to travel through Mexico, and uh, that is a different that is a different barrier. If you're a Mex if you're Mexican. I mean, you can have your problems because of the the, the narcos and the, the cartels and everything. I mean, of course, but for for a Central American traveling through Mexico, with you you face discrimination from the Mexicans and also the the, the same the same dangers from the cartels. And uh, you are not from Mexico, so if you are arrested in Mexico, you go to a Mexican jail and you spend there a couple of months and you're back to your country. But if you're Mexican, I mean, you're in your country. I mean, you just, you, you, your, your only concern is to go to the border and, you know, try to do, do, do your best. But it's, it's, for me, it's way harder to, to I, I have a high respect for the people, you know, that they endure a lot of things traveling through Mexico. I mean, it's a long journey. It's a long journey because they don't travel, I mean, by plane or by, by a comfortable bus. I mean, sometimes they, they walk, sometimes they, I mean, they, they do things that you could you cannot imagine. So it, it is a different a, a, a different you know a mindset because you do that they do whatever they need to do to to come here to the U.S. and they can in, in when when they they are here they say okay I I I'm going to work in whatever thing. I mean I I need to get money I need to buy my my, my things, I, 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 want, I want to survive here. So they do whatever. I'm not saying the Mexicans, they, they don't do it. But I mean, I've seen my, my people and, you know, the Central American people. I mean, after all these things through Mexico and all these things in the border. So they really, they really want to stay here. So they have a different mentality. I mean, they, 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 they don't want to risk it. And I mean, I, I, don't, I don't want to sound that Mexicans, are, they don't have trouble in coming here but for them they are just deported to mexico and then they come back you know it's easier yeah. i think even even it's cheaper uh, i don't know i i've heard that they for my country they charge around now they are charging like fourteen thousand uh, dollars to bring one person from my country to to to, to, to the us to, to texas or to california and fourteen thousand dollars for a person in El Salvador is, you know, years of income. So yeah. it, it's it's crazy. So it's like a home uh, mortgage or something like that. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm not the Western country. Your, your your question, but I mean, for us, for a Salvadoran, I think we don't mind if you're telling us, okay, you're Mexican. <laughs> I mean, we 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 don't care if you say in general, okay, you are Latino, you're Mexican. We don't care because we are very familiar with the Mexican culture. And now, at, at least the, the people I know, they don't feel bad if you say, okay, yeah, you look like Mexican. Okay, yeah, of course, <laughs> many people in Mexico look like me. So it's, it's not like we are very sensible about that issue that you say, you, you, you are Mexican. Well, of course, we look Mexican. We are the same, we have the same region. South of Mexico, they look more than us. They speak more like us. 
in maybe in north of Mexico is different. They speak a different uh, accent, different culture because of the desert, because of the closeness to 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 the U.S. So you mentioned before uh, farm farm labor issues being uh, one of the issues El Salvadorians are dealing with in the Central Valley. Are there other issues that are important that people should know about that El Salvadorians are dealing with? Uh, well, I. I mean, it is difficult for, for them immigrant here, you know, you know, like every day, because unless they have like a mentor just telling them, okay, you do this with the bank, you do this, you apply in this place, you get your insurance in this place. So it's, it's incredibly difficult for, for, a, for a person. So some people here, they cannot even read or, or write. So it's even, it's even more difficult. So, uh, and also is, is, is the fear that if they do something in the system, they are going to get caught. So even they come to the, I mean, the consulate is different because they, I mean, we speak the same language, the same accent, they, they feel safe. They, they, they tell us the stories about the, I live here, I have this problem, I, I went through Mexico, I, this happened to me. So they, they, they opened that they are open with us. But in general, they are very close. They don't say many things. They don't want to get involved with the US government. And that is going to to, to cause problems because uh, once they, they, they get sick or they, they they couldn't spend here, maybe uh, I've seen people living here 20 years with not, not, not a single document, not, not, not a single paper from the US. So they always get paid in cash living you know paycheck to paycheck for 20 years so and as i was telling you unless you have a mentor or someone helping you it's very difficult fortunately here in, in california there are many ngos helping the the the, the salvadoran people and, and you know migrants in general with the information about the banking system information and how to get your your license information how to rent a house information how to apply for a different job because uh, I mean the the work in the fields is very hard it's, it's, it's very hard it's not for everyone I mean you, you could do that many maybe a couple of years but uh, after you know 10 years your body is just broken it's exhausted so it's, it's not recommended to do that I mean so you, maybe you work the fields for a couple of years but you should get a different uh, uh, job. So these NGOs, they, they, they help these people up, uh, to apply to different jobs, you know, in the cities, not maybe these intensive, hard, intensive jobs. You know, even if you work in a, a Starbucks, McDonald's or other things, it, it's a better job than working in the field. So that is one step they, they do. And we get support from these NGOs. They help, you know, help them to, to get the... the, the they are home to, to apply for, for, for a lease, to apply for a bank account. So uh, maybe for, for, a, for a regular American, that is, I mean, it's obvious you do that. It's obvious, but you have your family, you have your friends, it's something you do, you, you see every day. But for these people, it's new and it's scary. And uh, they don't want to do it because they don't want to get caught. But it's, it's something that they, they should do. And some people, they also could apply for the special visa so they can get get a work permit that, that and when, when, once you have a, a work permit is a, a completely different system you know you can apply for many other things 
And, and sometimes they don't know that they, they can apply for these special visas. You know, you're, you're, you've been here for many years. Your, your, your children are American because they were born here. And you continue working in the fields because you have, you have this fear. And, and, and your kids, they go to the, to the school, they don't speak uh, Spanish, they speak, you know, basic Spanish, they, their language is English. I mean, and the parents, they are still working in the fields because of this. But as I was telling you, fortunately, these NGOs, they are doing a, a great job helping these people. Because even though this, this Central Valley, the main uh, thing in the Central Valley is the, the harvesting, you know, the, the fruits or the vegetables, they, they farm here. But uh, I think that this, this work is too hard. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Like, I, I've seen it and I couldn't do it. I, I, could, I could do it maybe for two hours, but they, they do it every day for six hours. You know, in this heat and in the, during the winter, so it's, it's it's a very difficult job. So I I have a high respect for these people. I mean, they do it for for them, for for their families, for the for the future. So it's a it's a story you see you hear every day in the consulate. You know, yeah. people here, you know, working working to to have a a, a better future for their kids. So. Usually, they, 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 they do have a, a different future, you know, living here in California, living here in the U.S. Okay, I've got two final questions for you uh, to close up. First one is, now that you have this newly opened office on Blackstone, what are some of your goals as general consul that you want to accomplish? And then lastly, some book recommendations. Uh, well, the, the, the consulate is very new. I mean... For a consulate, one year is nothing. It's just brand new. The Mexican consulate here has been here for a hundred years. <laughs> yeah. So for us, it's very new. So one goal is maybe in the next three, four years to, to for the people in the Central Valley, the Salvador in the Central Valley, to know that there is a consulate, a Salvadoran consulate in Fresno, so they can they can come in here. They, they can get the help they need. They can get all the documents they need. Uh, they can ask all the questions. All, get all the supports from our partners, the, the, these, these NGOs. So they, because as of now, not all the people they know, I mean, they still go to San Francisco or consulate in San Francisco or the consulate in LA because they don't know there is a consulate here. So in the next three, four years, we want to have that. All the people in the Central Valley, they know that there's a consulate, a Salvadoran consulate here. And we are here, we're here to, to help them in everything we, we can. And the, your second question about the book, about the books, you know, you know, honestly, I haven't read uh, a book, you know, like a novel or something, maybe in 10 years, because I read a lot about, you know, the international issues because of, of, of my job, because before here I was working at the embassy, was in, in a different country, so I, I had to... I had to read a lot about the other these other countries, about the politics, about the economic issues. So for me, <laughs> going back to my home and read read a book, it was too much. <laughs> so I was just watching movies or something to just relax my mind because it was too too much. Well, before before coming to Fresno, I was in, in China. I was in Beijing. So it would, it was a completely different uh, universe. So. 
I was reading everything about the, the Chinese politics, about the, the, the international politics, about all these issues. So coming back home, I was just ready to watch, you know, a silly movie, you know, like a rom-com. A rom-com, just have a laugh, eat something good, and, and that's it. Or, you know, play some video games. <laughs> as silly as it is, we need, we need that. We need something yeah. to just relax the, our minds and then and for the next day to go back to the serious stuff. Yeah. Uh, because so, some people can do it. Some people can just go back to, 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 to their homes and just read, you know, like a heavy novel. I mean, I, I could read maybe something light, like Harry Potter or something like that. But There you uh, go. Well, let me ask this, because uh, this is kind of a different way of saying the question. Uh, what's a good place for people to learn more about El Salvador, if people want to learn more? Uh, well... Do you think visiting is the best way to learn in, in some ways? Yeah, maybe. I mean, for an American... Uh, it's very easy to go to go to my country. I mean, it's just five-hour flight from LA. It's a very cheap flight. It's a direct flight. It's our country is cheaper, of course, than California. You will you will feel that everything is almost free. Yeah. And it's a very small country, so you could, you could visit, you know, like just like a weekend or one week. Uh, so that would be the best way. Uh, you can look online. Online, you could see bad things, you know, like the gangs and also good things like the food and the, the, the beaches, the country, you know, the hiking, all the volcanoes. So it is it is like a balance. So if you look for something bad, you're going to find something bad online. So if you look for, you know, best places in El Salvador, you can find something beautiful. Yeah. But the, the best way is to, to visit uh, my country, you know, in uh, the same way as uh, the best uh, way to to understand the u.s is to come here to the u.s not just watching the news you know you're just watching cnn or fox news it's yeah. just coming here and see that the reality absolutely well thank you for talking to me i learned a lot in this conversation i, I know the listeners are going to really appreciate it too for all the information you shared about el salvador and i feel like uh, we all have a better understanding after this conversation so i appreciate you taking the time fresno's best Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can support this podcast by leaving us a rating review or by making a financial contribution at our Patreon page, which is www.patreon.com slash Fresno's Best. We'll see you next time.